What's the best way to cook a steak? What's it like to start a business during the pandemic? What's the deal with keto? Hi, I'm Dave, and along with my partners from Forefathers Food Co., we'll host a weekly podcast called Kitchen Mix. Each week, along with some great knowledgeable guests, we'll chat about the topics related to food, small business, nutrition, and many others. At the end of each episode, we'll share a delicious recipe, details to what we drank, and a cool DJ set. This is great because uh, I'm okay with that. You know, I, can I hear, hear it a lot, so I can hear your laptop going. I can, you can't hear me, so it's it's good. It'll be a great night. So okay, <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Um, Enzo, listen, great to see you, and thank you for being the guest on the show virtually. I would have loved to have you in the studio. Uh, I know you don't drive. Maybe I'd have, I would have Ubered you down here. Uh, share some drinks, share some laughs, and um, you know, I just want to reiterate what our podcast is about. Uh, we talk with entrepreneurs such as yourself, Enza, and we share uh, your story with uh, business from ground up. So we want to share the business side, the journey, mix that with food, uh, health, beverages, and music, uh, and we have together the kitchen mix. So uh, every week I ask my guest. Where would you love to be uh, broadcasting from and anywhere around the world that Enza, you mentioned? Ibiza. Fuck. I mean, Ibiza. Wouldn't it be great if we could actually be there right now just talking, dancing, drinking, doing whatever there? It would be amazing, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah. I was planning to go this year, but, you know, that's not happening. Uh, so that's why I wanted to make sure that we broadcast – I'm Ibiza. We are in Ibiza. That's a beach. I don't even know what beach it is, but that's a sunset. It's fucking beautiful. You know, we miss that. That will hopefully come back um, to us one day. And it we can will. all be there. It, oh, yeah, it will. It will. And I think I told you that, you know, um, I'm trying to plan out a, a time where we can all go there and just, just celebrate the family of house music in Ibiza, bring Toronto into Ibiza, and and, uh, and you and I are going to work on this. So offline, we're going to talk more about that afterwards. So I know that you're all for this, and, and same here. So um, listen, we're broadcasting in Ibiza virtually, and uh, love it. I love it. I love it. You have your drink. Now, you just created this drink, and what's it called? It's called the Sicilian Sunsets. Can you disclose what, it, what it's made out of a little bit? Or yeah, what? for sure. It's no secret. Uh, we're gonna. I'm launching a new um, uh, cocktail menu, and this is one of them. My mother is Sicilian, and uh, you know, we always said we wanted to get back there. I was there when I was seven. When I traveled Europe about ten years ago, uh, I, my plan was to get to Sicily, but a three-week trip. Uh, was extended to four and a half months and they're like are you ever coming back i'm like i don't know um and by the time i got to puglia where my dad was from mm -hmm. i was done i was exhausted and i just never made it to sicily um you know i didn't get to see my grandmother my grandfather before they passed and you know they're my that my best friends and uh i'm actually where i live right now they they lived here uh and that's why when the building came up for sale i bought it because uh you know no one else was going to live here and uh so 
the theme around this new evolved sidewalk cafe is based on, you know, Sicily, Southern Italian, you know, Puglia as well. So going back to my roots and, and sharing them with, uh, with, you know, Toronto. And um, the Sicilian sunset is uh, vodka, Malibu rum, uh, uh, blood red orange, which is um, uh, uh, a, an orange that grows in Sicily, and uh, Amarena cherries. Wow. Yummy. I can just imagine. I can imagine. I want to cheers. Oh, let me get my thing here. I want to cheers to the camera. Cheers, cheers to everybody. Cheers to everybody. Thank you. Hello, health, wealth, dancing, jokes, all of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Positive vibes, you know, just generally positive vibes. Always. Always. I love your shirt. Show us your shirt. Fuck cancer. Right? I'm, remember, I remember that, uh, man, Pietro, rest in peace, my brother. I mean, yes. You know, I, we, we all think about it. We talk, we talk, we spoke offline about about him and it's like you know um it's sad to see you know a great friend a house music dj one of the best djs that, that he can play his sets and a genuine love soul like this guy was genuine yeah and when we did that event at your place i mean it was uh it was very memorable and, and it was uh, it was unbelievable time yeah it was uh it was a lot of love and uh i was honored to host it at the cafe. My family was um, happy. You know, we, we've been hosting fundraisers and events for for as long as I can remember. Mm -hmm. But to bring together, you know, the house music crew um, and uh, raise money, raise uh, awareness um, and have a good time and support our, our, our dear friend, Pietro, who is no longer with us. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's it's feel good. Um, it was emotional, and while everybody played amazing, he played the set of his life. Um, it was and and to do it during the lockdown. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks for thanks to you. Um, oh my! God. For taking care of all the technical uh, parts of it, and uh, you know you. Paul and Chico and. Uh, you know everybody who uh, who supported. Um, so it was great. Um, so still a big fuck you to cancer. Um, you know he's not the only friend that I've lost. I still have friends that are battling. Um, so uh, you know we have. I, I created the uh, fuck cancer martini, and uh, uh, that day a dollar of it went to support uh, Pietro's GoFundMe. And uh, I'm reviving it again. Uh, my girlfriend is suffering from stage four breast cancer. So, um, uh, yeah, but she's a fighter and uh, she'll fight it. And uh, I, I always I said to her, you know, you always wanted a, a bigger rack. So this is an opportunity for you to get rid of your boobs and just get like, you know, D's. <laughs> and uh, so we laugh about it, right? We're like, oh, she's like, oh, you and so I'm like, well, fuck, something good's going to come out of this. So the fuck cancer martinis, you know, back and, uh, and it, you know, it'll never go because uh, somebody is always going to be battling cancer. Um, and eventually uh, in the next six months, I'll create a, you know, a little like foundation kind of thing where I'll just keep feeding the pot. And when I know somebody that's in need, I'll just dole out whatever money, you know, I have there. Right, right. That's awesome, man. Yeah. And 
big ups to you. I mean, like, you are so big in this. Like, you're you're very passionate about uh, about this whole thing of 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 sharing. Uh, let everybody know what's going on. And thank you for you hosting um, at your cafe this event because yes, we were at the first lockdown. And you know we're playing. They're playing the music. The DJs are playing the music, and I happen to be one of the DJs that was there in the beginning. I wanted to see the bigger DJs play at the end, so that's why I was just playing first. But uh, I think I played some Italian bossa nova uh, for you in the morning, which is kind of cool setting up. Right. It was kind of good. But you, you, I thank you for for hosting and for creating and and your connections to the house music community, bringing everyone together. Because I'm telling you, you said it perfectly. Pietro played the fucking set of his life. And rest in peace. I mean, that was the best. And I happened to to have that on on video. I saved it. I will always have it. Uh, I have it on I have it on audio and video, so I can always share that link after the podcast because it's so so good to see him and so good to hear what he's what he played. It was great. I mean, uh, there was no there was no bar service for about uh, twenty minutes because my mother and my sisters just left the bar and uh, dance floor, and they just partied um and uh you know that's another thing that's so special about the cafe it's uh you know it's it's just that you know the vibes that emanate it just emanates from the walls and and whatnot so it was uh it was great and i listen to that set once a week and uh so my kitchen dance-offs are uh are pretty sweaty when that comes on because i go hard <laughs> You know what? I think you created two things, okay? So the the focus point of, of this is like, you know, a fierce businesswoman, you. And that's what we're going to talk about. And, you know, you created two things. You created the kitchen dance-off. <laughs> created the hashtag no pants dance, right? Or what is it? What was the hashtag you created? A new one? Yes. That we did no pants. Oh, no pants party T.O.? No pants party to you. I think it was when the Jeremillo, the Jeremillo brothers had their party on. on no, 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 that was that was take two. Uh, <laughs> I started it with uh, when Carl Allen and um, and uh, Nicole right. played uh, their Friday uh, session at Carl's place, and uh, Nicole played a killer uh, tribal set, and uh, she I'm just good. like. What the fuck do I have pants on for? This is bullshit. And so I took my pants off, and I'm just like, oh, my God, it feels really great. But I, then I took my shoes off, and I'm just like, oh, my God. Then I made more cocktails. Then I smoked a joint. I had this full-length mirror, and I was dancing. I'm like, oh, I didn't care that I put on COVID weight. It was free. And then I just started on the chat room, no pants party T.O. And then people were sending me clips of themselves with no pants on. And I'm like, good. Good, keep going. So then the next day, it was No Pants Party T.O., take two. And then it was take three, and then take four. And then Sunday night with Rob, it was take five. So we're just going. It's just like, you know, we just need a little bit of, like, freedom. Freedom. It feels so free to not have any clothes on. Well, right. we kept our tops on, but the no pants thing was – it was fun. It's fun. You know what? You just need to do – you know, you have to embrace your silly side because everything is so serious and so intense. So no pants party to it is. I love it. I think it's good. And, and we need to carry this tradition and, and people already know this tradition, the hashtag. So, and, and speaking of Rob the boom guy is fucking incredible. When it, when it comes to his show, it's unbelievable. Beast. Beast. The, 
Beast is is an understatement of what that guy is. Rob and I became friends maybe three years ago, but it's like he's been in my life forever. But I knew of Rob. This guy has been DJing since he was 14, you know, put in the work. And so, you know, you talk about COVID being these this awful thing and it's destroyed a lot. But, you know, there's a there's, you know, other things that it's, it's forced people to do. And other, um, you know, platforms have been created, let's just say, like a Twitch, um, that have given uh, DJs like Rob and other DJs around the world a platform to play. And, 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 you, know, and you know, chat room communities all over the world. I would have never met any of these people. I've met new people in Toronto that, you know, we've been on the same dance floor and we've never met because I'm always too busy dancing. But... You know, and so now then you've got, you know, he's put in the work. He's, his technical skills are unbelievable. You know, this guy's just not playing records. This guy is mixing for 30 hours. Okay. That is diff, that is almost impossible to do. And I mean, seamless mixing. And then you've got DJs like a David Morales, who's like, he's a, he's a king. And, you know, instead of just focusing on himself, He's going, he's taking this opportunity to find, you know, DJs that are aligned with how he plays and who he is. So David Morales has always put in the work, you know, you know, out of Brooklyn, you know, always created clubs and, and, you know, parties. And, you know, I, I, I discovered him in, in Brooklyn. And then, and then when he was in Montreal in stereo, he had a party called La Vie on Stereo once a month. And I flew to Montreal just for that. So now that one of my favorite DJs has recognized and embraced, you know, Toronto's own, it's like my heart sings. I'm so proud of him. I'm so happy. And, you know, not just people from Toronto have embraced Rob. People all over the world have embraced him. And now he's playing Sunday Mass, the last Sunday of May on Twitch. So, you know. Unbelievable. Playing, mm-hmm. playing like David Morales called him out and said, my man, Rob DeBoom, the, the love that this guy plays. Like anybody, a lot of DJs can play house music, and I get it. There, There's a ton of amazing DJs we have. And, I'm, you know, not to, not to pump up Rob's thing. Rob is a, is a hustler, and, he's a, and this guy can play, and he means what he plays. It's not just, you know, again – there's DJs that are affected by the COVID, affected by a lockdown. They have nowhere to play. Enzo, they have nowhere to play. Well, that's what I mean, right? So it's either you're, you know, and I always say there better be some freaking good music that is coming out after this lockdown because there's no reason for DJs and producers not to lock themselves in a studio and create, like, beautiful music. And, I, and, I, and I'm seeing it. Like, people are coming out with albums, and it's great, but... You know, there's some people, there's some DJs that are taking this opportunity to, you know, work hard, rebrand themselves. It's amazing. So we're we're apart, but I think we're more together now than we ever have been. So start focusing on, you know, all the positive things that have come out of this. And, you know, you know, people talk about the global reset that it's planned. I don't want to get into that at all. But, you know, whether it was planned or whether it wasn't planned, at the end of the day, it really was some sort of reset um, because we're collaborating with people we would have never collaborated with. Um, 
There's platforms that would have never been developed and people are like Rob DeBoom or these other DJs out of like a female DJ out of Belgrade is playing, you know, D David Morales recognized her. You know, it's, it's, there's a lot of good things that have come out of this and it's just pushed people um, out of their comfort zone. I mean, I know it's done that to me. It took away my consulting practice and it brought me to closer to my family and, and help, you know, evolve my family's business. So, you know, still keeping, you know, an eye on, you know, how the government has really screwed up all levels of the government. But anyways, but you know, the music, the music has saved us. Like, that's all I have to say. It has saved me. It has saved a lot of people. You're absolutely right. Enzi. Yeah. Absolutely. You could have said it any perfect than that. And, and I appreciate that because it's, you're absolutely right. The music has brought people together that you would have never thought of before. Like if, if everything was back to where it was, and we're never going to have that again. Okay, we're never going to have that, you know that. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's a good thing we're not going to have that again. Right? You know, is it ever going to be like normal again? I'm like, what's normal? I'm like, was your life perfect? You know, like people are now spending more time with their kids because they have to. Whereas before they were too busy, you know, you know, working. Um, some people survived a relation. Some survived. Some people didn't. Well, maybe that was an opportunity for you to get the hell out of that relationship anyway. You know, uh, all I know is that this pandemic has brought a lot of people together and has uh, communities have come together. And all I can say is, you know, thanks to, you know, my thanks to friends, old friends, new friends. Thanks right. to DJs. Just thank you for the music. Absolutely. And, and that's that is all about that. It's it brought everyone together in this community. And and it just it like I said, like you said, too, it's like, you know what, maybe the things that we didn't need to have anymore. It's good. This is besides the the economic bullshit that's out there, emotionally, friendship wise, brought people together, and that's yeah. and, that, and that helps us mentally because mental health we're all affected in different ways, and they're like you know we show oh. it differently, right? So you know we talk about this offline. It's like you know music helps us, friends help us, people the love of the the, the embracement of our community. Uh, we need that. Whether we create one, where we don't create, we just we need to have that embracement of music, friends, love, positive vibes. We need all that to to help us get through. Mm -hmm. So, I, and that and that brings me to my next topic about talking about your your business of of the cafe. Mm -hmm. now, you know, fifty years. Congratulations, by the way, on on your parents having that business for fifty years. Last year, June, correct? This fifty years. Uh, July first. Yeah, July first. Unbelievable! Congratulations, that it's awesome. I mean, like I was always a big fan of of back in the younger days. You know, after we come out to the nightclubs, we go to the Danforth and we'd have like we just go to different cafes and and bomb around different cafes and and eat and that was the norm back then, Friday and Saturday night. So, um, you know, your parents have this have this cafe to this day, and they're still active a hundred percent in this business. Correct? Yes. Like, which is great. Yeah. And so tell us, so your, your, your parents started this business off. I mean, I did some research on everything. I like to know what's going on. And so back back 50 years ago, so like back in 1969, I guess, your parents, um, and they, and so they're, so tell us a bit more. You carry on with this, with this story about how this developed. Okay. So, um, 
So my dad worked at a cafe on College Street, actually, really was like one of the, I think it was the original cafe in Canada called Barzula. They were way ahead of their time um, from a decor perspective, coffee, just everything. And uh, they uh, asked my dad, because my dad was the guy that, you know, um, just held everything down. And uh, and they said, we want to open up a location on the Danforth. Would you be interested in, uh, in, in managing it? So my dad said, sure, no problem. He was like, I think uh, 20, I think, wow. yeah, 20. And uh, so they opened, he came and uh, uh, I think a year later, my grandparents immigrated from, is that, did you just pour the entire bottle of wine in your glass or? Oh yeah. Oh, way to go. You know, and I'm looking at my, I'm looking at my glass right now. I'm like, shit, man. I'm like, oh, the vodka's over there. The mix is over there. What am I going to do? Tell Dave I got to leave because I got to go make myself said, another you, drink. You can. You can do that because I can. Make this okay. Drink. Because I'm like, I really don't want to nurse this drink right now because I don't like nursing. I just like drinking. But um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they immigrated from Sicily and they moved uh, upstairs from the cafe. Wow, okay. And uh, yeah, so it was my grandparents and my mom and her two brothers. My she was the middle, but my grandfather, I think, like all you know, fathers back then, very strict with the women, with the girls and whatnot. So he even pulled her out of high school. She was in high school. He pulled her out and said, "No, you have to stay home. You have to take care of your younger brother." So uh, my mother just, you know. For amusement she would just look out the window on the danforth right and she saw my dad my dad was extremely good looking and he was smoking a cigarette he looked like a young marlon brando and he saw her my mother oh my god like hands down not because she's my mother but like i put her up with like beauties like loren and gina lola brigida like she oh my god beautiful when we go to nightclubs we used to go to nightclubs with my mother right so it would be me my sisters julia and lucy and you know, not super, but we're, you know, my sisters are gorgeous. And they would walk by all three of us and go, hey, how are you to my mother? And my mother's like, don't you want to talk to them? They're like, no, we want to talk to you. And I'm like, okay, mom, we can't bring you out anymore because we're not picking up any guys. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, listen, you, all you ladies, like you have a beautiful family. Your dad is great looking, your, your mom, yourselves, your sisters, beautiful family, beautiful family, I tell you. Thanks, beautiful. thanks, thanks. I don't know how they figured this out, but after like a, a couple of months, I think. Um, so I think he got a message to her through uh, a friend, whatever. Anyway, so she ran the water in the bathtub, jumped out the window, met my dad in the laneway, and they ran to my uncle's house, which is like on Dawlands. And uh, what a mess. It was pure shambles, right? And then the cops were called, and the, she was 18. And they said, the cop said, she's 18. You can't do anything, right? And uh, so then they they eloped and uh, they moved. I think, yeah, they moved like in the neighborhood. Then they bought a house in Scarborough. And, uh, but my mother didn't drive. So, you know, two young kids, one and two on, a, on like two buses to bring my dad food, you know, in the middle of the night. That wasn't like a good life. So when the opportunity came up, they bought the building. Nice. And they moved upstairs and we were, and my mother and my father were downstairs and we were, we were raised downstairs. There was no upstairs. And, uh, and so I, my sisters and I, we were raised in the cafe and it was absolutely the best childhood you could possibly imagine. 
pinball machines and the characters at the cafe. They were out of control. Oh my God. It was just fun. And my parents were community leaders organizing like events and, and, and soccer leagues. And, you know, my dad would organize, uh, you know, the, he created the, the business association and, you know, uh, just, just, he would, they were leaders in the community. Uh, they were fun. They introduced me to music. You know, they had this stunning, um, jukebox that played vinyl. So my dad, you know, I still, to this day, they have it. And, you know, my dad, as soon as a disco record came out, you know, he bought it. So, you know, I, 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 my love of disco is because of my mother and my father. Right. And then, you know, then he bought me my own vibe, my, my own record player, my own like Phillips little tape recorder with a microphone. And I'd be like, and then he'd sit me in front of the TV and he'd like, here, watch solid gold, learn about music. Right. And then, you know, and then I would just walk around everywhere, you know, rapping or singing. And so, so and I learned to dance from them. They're like Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers. Oh, so they were, they were, they were huge music, music fans, I guess. Big, big. And, and, and to this day, they are, my mother loves house music. Uh, and, uh, you know, she knows, she knows the DJs. She knows great music. She loves it. So does my dad. And uh, I'm just, you know, blessed. At the end of the day, we're still here. And, uh, and uh, you know, uh, my two sisters, you know, they're my, my rider dies. And, uh, and, we're, and now we're closer than ever because we're running a, a family business during a fucking global pandemic. Yeah. I tell you, you know, yeah. I commend you guys. I commend you guys that are, A, your business is still, like, on your feet. Um, you know, and you guys are close knit. You pulled yourself together. You're making shit happen because, I mean, with this closure, with this this bullshit pandemic, pandemic, uh, as I call it, it's like, you know, when the first wave hit, you know, I was there with you with the with the Pietro fuck cancer party, and then the second wave was more like, okay, you know, now they had the outdoor patio, right, and then. Um, and all of a sudden, now the third wave came, and it's like everything shut down. Now, I don't, I don't want to go ahead of the game, but I mean, we're of the topic because I want to talk about more of that. But I want to, I want to know what your dad in the cafe, what your dad specialized in. Like he specialized in, in I guess, the coffee side of things, correct? Because that's what uh, pre-pandemic. Well, I want, I want to talk more about when your dad. When your dad first opened up the business. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was it was so special. Oh my god, it was uh, ugh. it was a it was a hub for you know families. You know, a lot of people. You know, there's social clubs where only men went to. That wasn't it. He never wanted it. He's like, I can't have that. I've got a beautiful wife, and I've got two daughters at that point. And uh, and and you know, we were tomboys, right? He he make us wear dresses, and then we were in the laneway playing you know, hockey with the boys. And uh, so he's like, there's no way I'm going to bring that around my daughter. So he made sure it was a, a cafe with families and kids. You know, we had a, we had a, uh, a backyard and he bought swing sets. So the families could come, the kids were in the back and uh, it was um, ice cream and coffees. And my dad imported the most amazing, um, you know, Italian giftwares like, coffee makers and, and, and stemware and, and all the incredible, you know, desserts and chocolates and whatnot. And back in the seventies and eighties, it was 100% Italian on the Danforth. And, um, so 
you know, we, it sustained that business model. And then in the eighties, yeah, eighties, late eighties, all the Italians left all the, you know, all the Italians from the Danforth moved to Markham, all the Italians from St. Clair moved to Woodbridge. Right. And, uh, so then we're like, oh, right. Right. And my mother's like, I'm not fucking going nowhere. When you were talking about, you know, people in Danforth moving to Markham, people in St. Clair moving to Woodbridge. I was a St. Clair boy. Okay. And I moved from St. Clair to fucking Woodbridge. <laughs> and I fucking hated it. Like I hated it. You know, but I but I loved my uh, the friends that I built on that in that uh, in that but you're absolutely right. It's like the Danforth people moved to Markham and St. Clair people moved to Woodbridge and it's exactly how it is. Italians like I remember the days where we would be like the we would just be sitting on our porch all hours of the night talking to our neighbors, having yeah. those drinks. Now you don't get that anymore at all. No, you don't get it anymore. No. Same thing here. All the businesses on the Danforth, they were all Italian. Um, so you know, I was the errand girl, right? I was running errands and because you know, I was a social one. My sister, my sister Lucy was not. And uh, but my dad knew if I'm sending Enza to go to you know run an errand, it's going to take her seven and a half hours because she looks for people to talk to. Uh, whereas my sister, she runs across the street. She's like, yeah, no, I don't think so. Right. Um, and so I just thought that thing was there for me. I love the Danforth, and you know where we are right now. Although it's not Italian, but the Danforth now is feeling like you know a community. Um, and we're all supporting each other. It's right. great. Um, you know, my mom and my dad said, you know, we're 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 they're working harder now than they ever have. And but you know, they like being at the cafe now because for a while they didn't like it because we we're just like you know there was it the cafe what we stand for community fun vibes you know it was there was nothing it wasn't there now we're getting that back again. And seeing your social media about, you know, bringing back your roots. And I love your social media. You know, Thank you. you actually create your own sauces, your own menzana, your own, your own olives, your own hot peppers. Mm -hmm. Created this. And it's like, I, I, I admire the entrepreneur in you and, and also in your entire family. Because, you know, even though that I, I don't know your, your parents for long you know, it's the, I can sense and I'm a very good people person and, and I can tell the entrepreneur in all of your, everybody in your family, you know, that's, uh, that's involved. And, and for you to come up with some ideas about, okay, let's introduce food. Let's introduce the gift baskets, the cafe, little market inside shit, man, that fucking brings, that drives engagement, that drives brand. And I, and I really like that a lot. And especially this, during this pandemic, you're bringing this shit out in the pandemic. That's what's a killer. That's what I, that's what I loved about you is the fact that you didn't give a shit. I'm doing this. I need to survive. I'm changing the shit up here. And this is what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, thank you. I really appreciate it. And, uh, and, and, you know, I have to say thanks to like mad love and respect and gratitude to all the, my house music family um, in Toronto who came out to support uh, big time and and you know just my, my friends in general high school girls just friends everywhere because um, I got to tell you when we first opened uh, after the first lockdown and you know the food was introduced we didn't really we didn't have the market it was just 
you know, the, our hot peppers. And uh, so me and my sisters did the hot peppers and my dad did the, you know, the eggplant, the olives and the sun-dried tomato. But I love to cook. So the quarantine brought me back to my love of cooking. Like I remember that when, it first, when we first shut down, it was like Enza's quarantine kitchen. And, you know, and I love hot stuff. My family doesn't like it, but I love it. So I was always on the hunt for the perfect hot sauce. So I remember when my friends were like, what do you want me to bring you when you're on, when you're, I'm going away? And I'm like, you know, you want a t-shirt? I'm like, don't bring me a fucking t-shirt. Bring me a hot sauce, right? Like, what am I going to do with the t-shirt? So it was actually my sister, Julia, that, that started it. And then I'm like, oh my God, yeah. And, and, you know, I love sandwiches. I'll take a beautiful sandwich over a main course any day. So I'm just like, okay, this is an opportunity for me to come out with, you know, my favorite sandwiches. And, you know, you know, to your point, the names of the sandwiches, you know, is a connection to the cafe of the past, right? So like the movies that we used to see, the, you know, the, and, you know, the song, you know, the records in the jukebox, all of it. And, and uh, so it's a good, you know, bringing together of both, of both, like both generations. All that old school mentality is what we need to bring back to yeah. today, you know? Yeah, today. yeah. And, and, you know, I, listen, I didn't know whether it was going to work or not, right? I'm like, Ma, Dad, like, I think this is going to work. Like, I'm doing what I love, right? Like, the sandwiches is what I love. You know, the cocktails is what, like, I want, like, I brought to the table or created what I would want when I go out, right? So, you know, I'm just blessed that everybody's, you know, embraced it because it, it could have gone another way, right? They could have been like, I don't know what the fuck this bread's doing. So, <laughs> it, you know, it didn't. They embraced it. People are loving it. And, and you know, and, and like I, I said, it's a little piece of Italy on the Danforth. But, you know, um, the house music is still there because that's a big part of it. People, you know, it's great when people stop and they're like, what is this? What kind of music is this? And my mother's yelling out, it's house music. And, and you know, they're dancing with their kids to have a family and friends and community that are there to support you, especially for someone like me that doubts herself a lot. Um, it's meant, it's meant the world. So, um, good yeah. For you. Good for you. You have, you have amazing people such as your family backing you up or just could, like, letting you know that, Hey, listen, don't worry about it, man. It will get through this. It, it's okay. Yeah. Shit happens. And that's, and we need that. I mean, that's, yeah. you need that support from your family and and, 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 and friends and friends and, and you know what absolutely, absolutely. And, and and you know and, and facebook friends like you know that you just communicate once in a while like it's it's mind-blowing how you know you don't have to be the one to come and shop right but like the sharing of the posts and that does a lot right so there's different ways that you can support a small business it doesn't necessarily have to be that you have to go spend your money because maybe you don't have a, a lot to spend but sharing a post and tagging your friends on it you know, it's uh, it's it's humbling, and I'm just there's so much love and gratitude for me to you know to everyone. Um, but I have to make a special mention to my friend Ramel. Uh, Ramel took my vision and created those uh, that, those social media tiles. That's all him. Um, and my friend Ford started me off with you know the menus and the business cards. And you know when you have people like that around you who are not, you know, charging you regular consulting rates, right. then you're just like, you know, you take that self doubt and you're just like, you know, stop and uh, just go. You've got, 
people around you that are there to support you, right? And uh, you know, like yourself, inviting me on here, like that's 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 a big deal. Thank you, thank you. Now, it's an honor to have you here. I mean, I was we talked about it before. You actually were part of um, part of my house music Toronto House Music Festival that you're that before COVID hit, this all went to, went into the shambles. But it's on hold, not shambles. It's on hold because you're going to come back, and we're going to create this, and you're going to you're going to run that whole um, the whole. PR side of things and make this work because it's going to be one hell of a, a vengeance coming back after this whole pandemic bullshit happens, right? Oh, yeah. All the DJs, all your friends, all our friends, all our house community family that's hearing this tonight is going to be like, they're like, oh, fuck yeah, man. We're going to have the largest Toronto house music party and it's going to happen and it's going to happen right after this pandemic. I, I just like I, I love the whole um, the fact that we are all close knit, uh, one big family of house music community, and you know, just back in your business, any famous cats come by your place, grab a coffee or a drink. But one of my favorite favorite people, well, Hollywood people, was at the cafe, and it's Gregory Hines, one of my favorite of all times. Wow! Uh, so he was there, and that was great. Um, and, uh, you know, not that this person came to the cafe, but when Terry Fox ran, did his run across Canada, my dad encouraged me to set up a water stand right in front of the cafe. He goes, Enza, water, water, water. So we had the stand right there by my planter, and I put up, I put up the, the cup, and Terry Fox grabbed the cup and said, thank you. And I remember I just started crying. I'm like, ah! my dad said, I told you. You're bawling, but your dad's like, I told you so. I told my dad's you so. like, you just put yourself out there and things will happen. I've always been, you know, I'm like a visionary. I'm very, I'm like, I, I'm a big picture thinker. But, you know, if it wasn't for the people who I have behind me, I don't think any of these things would ever have happened. So I'm just so blessed to have uh, parents that oh yeah, push ends yeah. out the door. I love it. And I think you're more, let's see, I'm going to say, because there's, there's di different types of people. There's like um, the planner. And there's an executor. So I think you're more of like you're a visionary. You plan things, right? And and I think you think beyond. Like you, you look ahead. You always look. You're always looking ahead of, of what of yeah. what's going to happen, right? Uh -huh. um, and and that's a you know and that's a lot of people don't have that that vision. Me, I'm like, you know, I always love to think the positive side of what's going to happen. Uh -huh. But I, I'm I'm a I'm a guy that's a day-to-day -day executioner. So, like, I always execute things. Like, you give me a plan, I'm going to fucking execute it. And, yeah. And yeah, 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 yeah. I'd rather give myself my own plan and execute it. I think that's why I don't like working corporate jobs anymore. Um, oh, I know. I, I just, you know, for me, it's the, the challenge for me always was, you know, to take that vision and, yeah. and, and take the next step and execute it. I'm okay with the execution, but there was always that I'm, I'm – you know, as much as, you know, people always think, you know, Enzo's always out there and blah, 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 blah. But there's, you know, there's that scared still at 50 years old. There's that scared little girl there that has always been scared to, you know, take what I want to do and, you know, put it out there. So, again, um, you know, just thanks to everybody that has ever been in my life that has pushed me to do what, you know, the things that I've accomplished so far. But, you know, all I can say is I'm just getting started. And you think that you're taking more risks because of the pandemic? 
Um, no, no. Uh, you know, it's a different risk now because I am, you know, I'm working with my, 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 my parents and I've reinvented the business. So right. yeah, that's a big risk um, because it, it could have flopped, right? Sure. Nobody could have embraced it. Right. And uh, so that, you know, that was a big risk, but you know, it, because of my parents supported it and my friends supported it, we went ahead and it's, you know, we're, we're moving full steam ahead now. Right. I, I saw the article that you had with the Toronto star. And, yeah. Um, you know, I, I want to know how this all transpired. Like what, where did, how did this all happen? Tell us how that happened. Oh, the star article. Sorry, I have allergies. Um, so I think after the first lockdown, I reached out to uh, all the media outlets, expressing my concern about small businesses and what the hell is happening right now, right? And uh, and I said, listen, if you ever want to um, have me in one of your stories, right, for and have that perspective from small business owner, been on the Danforth for fifty years how it's affecting us, then please, you know, reach out to me. So right. she said, you know what? Great. I'm just not ready to do anything right now. Right. So um, when I put on, when I put posts up, I tagged everybody. Right. And uh, that's how the blog TO article came out. We can talk about that later. But then I get a, I got a message from that reporter from the star. And uh, it was like last Monday. Yeah, last Monday. And she said, uh, hey, Anza, how are you? Blah, blah. And uh, are you, you know, I'm ready. I'm ready to do, I'm ready to do that story. And I'm like, okay. Uh, she says, uh, can you do the interview in an hour? And can the photography be there in two hours? I'm like, let's do it. So we did the interview. Um, and again, it was, the perspective was, um, how did you cope with a 24 hour, 24 hour notice for the lockdown? And um, so, you know, that was my perspective. I, you know, I gave her a lot more than what she bargained for, uh, in terms of, you know, other ways it affected us. And, you know, my thoughts on how the Ontario government and local government also and federal government, but, you know, for the star's sake, it was more provincial, but how they, you know, mismanaged it and no strategy and, you know, they're killing us. And, uh, these Ontario small grants were just a drop in the bucket. Um, it's, it's a drop in the bucket and, you know, it's extremely difficult to navigate uh, the resources or lack thereof that are out there. Um, you know, they give you whatever they want to give you 10,000, 12,000, you know, 20,000. They don't tell you why um, they don't take into account, you know, that you've had to reinvent yourself. They don't take into account anything. There is no, there's no information. It's a hot mess. It's been poorly managed from jump and uh, you know, I, uh, it's extremely disappointing and, and quite honestly, it's disgusting. It's scary. And uh, I don't think that we're going to open up on May 20th. Um, and to me, it doesn't make sense. It makes no sense whatsoever, but you know, maybe that's another podcast. You know, when you're talking with the, the, um, the, the reporter, did they, um, like, were you allowed to say certain things? And do you say more than what you're supposed to? Do they cut shit out so that it doesn't get politically, you know, binding with what they're supposed to think and what we're supposed to think? Or she just threw out what you what you told her? Oh yeah, I mean, the headline said, "I don't trust them," 
right? So, I mean, it doesn't get more clear than that. No, they didn't sugarcoat anything. Um, I can trust them. There's no way that I can, even if Doug Ford comes out with this one and says, yeah, we're going to open until we open, they give us that order. I'm not going to plan for anything. I'm not going to buy anything because they, you know, he keeps saying that he has a two prong strategy. Like, I don't even think he knows what strategy, what a strategy is. It's literally, let's throw shit at the wall. Let's see what sticks and let's go with it. You know, we have to compete with, you know, with the big box stores. Right. So it's a, it's a mess. And, uh, you know, I would just hope that more people um, write their, you know, MP members of parliament, members of provincial parliament, you know, get on John Tory because I think he's the city has mismanaged this as well. Um, so, yeah, it's 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 extremely disappointing. And uh, but again, you know, the brighter side is that uh, communities have come together, um, Facebook communities, Instagram communities, friends. Uh, everybody has come together to support small businesses, but it really didn't need to get to this point. It's awesome what you said because it's exactly I can, I'm I'm envisioning what you're saying. I'm imagining what you're saying. I'm and I, and I can see this happening. It's like a poor managed, reactive decisions, um, poor decisions, poor leadership. We have three buffoons in this in our that's running our country and our uh, province and our city and. And it's just there's no instinct. There's no like you think to yourself, these people, those guys, those um, leaders, let's say so-called leaders, they work for us, man. We don't work for them. They make it sound like we work for them. We don't work for them. We need to have like the small businesses didn't need to suffer of this shit. I say it all the time, Enza, is that the small businesses create product that people buy that stimulates the economy. Okay. <laughs> That's what it's all about. It's not about the fucking big box store bullshit. It's all about the money that they fucking spent to pay off so they can keep open and shut down the small businesses. And then they have they brag about how their how their first quarter, the third second quarter, they made five billion dollars. Well, no shit, Sherlock. Fucking shut down the goddamn city so everyone has to go into their into their store. So I think people also you know, Ford is not telling people go line up at Costco for eight hours and wait in line to go shop. Right. You know, I think people, I wish that more people would really embrace the, you know, the shop local, the eat local, drink local. Right. right. Um, you know, me, I could save a lot of money if I bought my groceries from Costco business, but I refuse to. I spend more money and I, I shop along the Danforth, right? So there are people, and there's a lot of people, especially in these small communities that refuse to go big box, you know, refuse to do Amazon and buy local. You know, I just wish more people, you know, would do it. It takes a bit more time because you're not going to find everything in one spot, but then that's, you know, that's the beauty of it. Like, right. you know, me, I think I can count on, one hand how many times i've been to a big box store to shop i was raised on the danforth that's what i know when i go to costco the last time i was at costco like you know they had to call security on me i was i was losing my marbles Seriously? i'm like what, what what's happening right now kids were wiping their nose and uh, over here i'm like what's happening people were like we're like you know there's they're they're like like next to me and i'm like with like i'm like can you get away from me please i'm like calling security they're like yeah no we're already coming for you lady so what like none of it makes sense but it's also people need to shift 
the way they think and the way they operate, right? So again, you can take a little bit more time and you can go to all these small businesses and support them instead of going to the Costco's, right? Right. Or the Walmarts or, you know, or whatnot. But you know, all I can say is thank you for to the ones that are supporting local and continue being dope and supporting local because you give us life. You know, we do, we literally do happy dances every time you, you know, order something. It's, it's a big deal. It really is. I always try to send people your way social media because that's what helps out is social media is a, is a network of my network to your network, to everybody around. Exactly. And that helps out immensely. So the, the Toronto star, did it, did it bring any reaction to, to any, to members of parliament? Did they ever like call you up and say, what, what are you doing? No, like that, right? No, no. Like I said, they surround themselves with, you know, medical uh, health professionals that support what they're, what, you know, the outcomes that they want. Um, they, they surround themselves with, pe with people that will support their outcomes. So, you know, they're not listening to the doctors that say, open up the small businesses, you know, let, let's kid, let kids play soccer. They're not listening to them, you know, so you have an agenda. And they're surrounding themselves with people, uh, with professionals, health professionals, or whoever, analysts that support their agenda, right? And, you know, just like the Ministry of Education says, we're going, like, learning online for 2022. But if everybody's going to be vaccinated, why can't the kids go back to school? Anyways, that's another story altogether. But I think that guy needs to go back to school. I would hope that all these politicians are not reelected because you know um, it, it you know they haven't done right by Canadians. Right. That's all. I just think you said it right. I think that the the they need to not be voted back in. But yeah. to be honest with you, that is where we may be wrong because all those white power, all those idiots that say yes, 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 have the power to vote them back in again. People like us, you know. Um, that are heart-centered, right. that are for the people. Um, you know, people like us should be running for, for politics, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that's the only time you're going to see, uh, you're, you know, you're going to see change. And uh, You're right. You're absolutely right. And I think that's, it's. The, I, I think they need a drastic, they need a huge drastic pivot to like, like a 180 and say, whoa, we didn't think this was going to happen, but this is going to fucking make a difference. They need that in, in our government. Like, get rid of these guys. I mean, listen, I, I, you know, Doug Ford in the beginning, okay, was, I felt, in my opinion, was part of us. He was for the people. And wow. all of a sudden, hang on, all of a sudden, you can see the change that I thought was forced upon him and say, dude, you got to fucking say this. No, no, the medical officer saying this, you're shutting this down. I, I think he had... I think he had a, a, the time where he was like, oh, my God, you know, and, and to go back to and I'm going to bring this up that where he was that he came in contact with somebody in his office or a friend that had COVID or positive COVID. He had to take off for two weeks or I say for two weeks. I think that was a bunch of bullshit. You know what? If uh, if you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. Uh, a leader is supposed to write. And I don't mean get out of the kitchen and take a time out. I mean, resign, right? Yeah. Um, but I, 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 
per, like, you know, we, I don't want to get into it, but you have your opinion about, you know, he was for the people then all of a sudden he changed. All I can say is right now, the way his government uh, has been leading us, the province in this pandemic, it has decimated small businesses financially, uh, spiritually, emotionally. Right. Some people will never rebound, never. Uh, never. Um, and uh, and they're they're not doing enough. So I we agree. we need more. That's all. We need more. We need a lot more. Yeah. No. Listen, I I totally agree with you on the fact that what he's done by single-handedly destroying the city based on poor judgment decisions, react decisions, people behind him, like in the medical officer saying, shut the fucking places down, like shut golf down, just an example, but yet have this open, have that open. I mean, it is ridiculous. And I don't want to talk about it anymore because it just gets us to a different level. Yeah. That, you know, I'm here for, you're here for me and you. We're talking about the business, the, the yes. food, music, and that's all it's about. I, I really, really enjoy um, you know, the talking back and forth, the, you know, going back and talking about uh, our beliefs, but that's a, that's another podcast, which we can do another time, Sure. Uh, you know, because I think that you and I have a ton of shit to talk about. You had blog to yo come down, correct? You had them reach out to you. Tell us yeah, about that. That was that. amazing. I, uh, like I said, uh, earlier uh, when I, t uh, when I post something on, on Instagram, I tag all the news outlets, um, blog to is one of them and they've got a huge, you know, following. And, uh, I got a, uh, a message from, uh, a photographer saying that they were interested in coming down and covering the, um, the cafe. And so I was, I was really happy. And, uh, and so she came, uh, took a bunch of pictures. The pictures look great on Facebook, the pictures on Instagram are even better. Um, and then a writer reached out to me and asked me to write my point of view, my story. And so I wrote the story and, uh, and they, they published it. So they took my story and they, you know, they made it their own, but everything is, uh, uh, fact there. And, uh, and, uh, so that blog teal article mm -hmm. made such a huge impact of the cafe um uh, that uh i'm you know thanks blog teal that's amazing you can post as much as you want as an independent business but it's better when either people customers that come to your cafe uh they post that they like you know they love the sandwich they love the service they love the cocktails they love the music and when you know an article like you know or a publication like you know blog teal or, or bloggers that have you know 10,000, 20,000, uh, followers, um, you know, show you love and support, uh, on Instagram that makes, that makes a huge difference. And we're slowly starting to get that. But then the flip side of it is that you get people from the community that are like, you know what, we're here for you. Right. Cause they could have just easily, you know, gone grocery shopping and cook at home three, four days a week. But there are people that are ordering from local restaurants three, four days a week. That's amazing. You know, they don't have to go, they don't have to come buy wine that's more expensive at my cafe. They could go to the LCBO, but they don't. They come to the cafe or they go to other, you know, spots along the Danforth. And you know what? It's pushed people to go, you know, discover other restaurants, other bars, other cafes. Because, you know, you get, you know, you go to your regular spot, your regular watering hole, and that's amazing. But now because of the pandemic, people are, people are supporting other restaurants and other cafes. So it's great. 
Right. I encourage that. You have to encourage that. You can't. Yeah. You, have to, you have to encourage that. Um, so you had the first wave. You got the second wave, which you opened up a patio. You know, you had to spend, you know, your, you spend some cash to build this patio up. And, and it was really good um, until they shut you down again. Yeah. The third wave, they shut you down again. And you had, and you, I think you did this on your Facebook Live where you, you went on live. You're like, I got to let you tell the story. But you had these two bylaw officers come, come to your place. Tell us about that. My drink is done. I'm stressing. I'm looking at my ice cubes. They're all melted. I'm like, oh my god, Dave, I love you, but I need a cocktail. Go um, get a drink. I'm going to get a drink. I'm going to. I'm going to top up my glass as well. Okay. Yeah, I can do that. I love this show. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. I just discovered. You know, Fever Tree tonic waters. Yes. So Fever Tree tonic waters just came out with uh, pink grapefruit and Sicilian lemonade. Wow. Oh my God. That would be delicious. It is. So now I'm having a double vodka because now we're going to start talking about John Tory. So I needed double vodkas. Cheers. Cheers. I'm at the Campari soda level now. So cheers. I'm at the double vodka uh, fever tree pink grapefruit level. Fever tree. What great soda. My God. Pink grapefruit and double vodka. For sure. Woo! <laughs> all we need now is Rob the Boone to play in the background while we're fucking talking. You know, that'd be all oh dancing. The set of the nights went to Chico. He played a new wave set. Oh my god! It was, were you on it? I was. I was listening to it because I was playing it in the background. I wasn't in the chat room, so. Oh no! It was really, 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 really good. And then Sunday, so I, I. Uh, I guess when Nicole played last Friday, yeah, yeah, or two Fridays ago, I said, you know what, uh, on the chat room, I want Nicole and G Money to play back to back, right? I know how to program DJs, anyway. So they <laughs> they, they they played, and G Money Nicole played good, right? G Money played the sets of the year for me. Oh my God, it was like being back at the comfort zone. At 11.30 in the morning, breakfast club. Oh, my God. Pitchers of beer, smoking joints. Yeah. It was amazing. It was Latin. It was vocal. It was hard soul. It was so good. I was blasting it at the cafe. People were walking in going, oh, my God. Can we have, like, an apple spritz? We love it here. Can we have yeah. some three birds? And I'm like, oh, my God, ma, uh uh, I think I'm going to be an hour late for Mother's Day dinner. Sorry. My mom's like, it's okay. I'm going to come downstairs and have a drink with you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nicole was there. Nicole was there. So now I'm going to let the cat out of the bag is that uh, we're going to do a monthly party with Nicole and G Money. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, it's going to be. Yep. So I'm going to host it and. Uh, and uh, they're going to go back to back, and it's going to be that tribal Latin vibe, hard soul. Um, so, yeah, yeah, well, you know, that'd, yeah, be, that'd, uh, be, that'd be awesome for sure. And I also want you to know that I want to get, like, I'm talking to Henry and and, uh, and G, is that I want them both in my studio together, side by side, how it was back then in the club. So I want to get. I want to get that going for them. And they're all for it. They're, like, loving it. I loved how they had the back-to-back -back birthday bash with G and, and, and Cartel back-to-back. -back. Yeah, that was, was fun. 
on the turntables, playing the crazy shit they used to play back, as you said, the comfort zone. All those places back then, you know. Well, let me tell you, G Money, like those boys, Henry and G, used to do the drink. And uh, I didn't know them back then, but like, so I'm not a big government fan. I, I, I never really liked the government. Yep. Um, I used to go specifically to go to the drink. I get overwhelmed by those big, big dance floors. But uh, so then to have G play at my first big love party, and it was just fire when him and I met. And uh, I feel like I've known him my entire life. But those two DJs are amazing. Uh, amazing human beings, amazing DJs, both in their own right in terms of genres. Um, so yeah, to have them at your uh, in your studio to kind of do whatever they do best. But uh, mm. I can't wait to set up at my cafe and have you know everybody play at the cafe. Of course, and I think that we're gonna what we're gonna end up doing is we'll have a we'll have a great night like this leading up to that event inside your cafe oh my god my mother said it my mother said can you imagine the first party at the cafe it's gonna be fucking crazy <laughs> my mother's like i'm gonna dance all night we need to find somebody to work the bar <laughs> <laughs> absolutely i love it that's exactly what's gonna happen speaking of like the, the drinks in the bar i know we've 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 dabbled in a few drinks. I've dabbled in a few drinks. You've got a couple uh, different drinks going, but I wanted I wanted to say that listen, I've I've was in my, the red wine of choice for tonight for me um, was a Cavalier d'Oro, was a Chianti Classico, and I'm gonna put the link on my website. I got this bottle of wine for tonight because I did I didn't know what I was gonna have, and I thought I'd go red tonight anyway. So I drank, I drank it, I drank it all. And um, it was pretty a quarter bottle, half a bottle. But the Campari soda is is a refreshing drink for me, and I love it. And that's what I switched to next. But um, you can't expect somebody to be a one drink, one drink pony. I say, you know, different moods calls for different cocktails. You can't, you know, like it, so. I'll drink like a bunch of different cocktails in one night. So um, good quality booze, good quality, you know, uh, mixes. You'll be yeah. fine the next day. Is when you drink cheap stuff. That's when you're just you know when you run your head underneath a moving car. But you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you know, good vodka, Fever Tree is a good mix, and if you're drinking a good wine, then you know you'll be good. Absolutely, and I want to just say, uh, you know, that uh, Enza, you had graciously donated um, three twenty-five dollar gift certificates to our lucky listeners from your cafe. Mm -hmm. So I figured a, I figured a gift certificate is better than uh, a basket because how do I know what you like, right? So a gift certificate, you can buy whatever you want. You want to spend it on cocktails, you can spend it on cocktails. You want to spend it on food, you can spend it on booze. I don't care what you want to spend, you spend it on. But come down and uh, and it's, it doesn't have an expiry date. And if you want to gift it to somebody, you know, you gift it. I appreciate that. And of course. And I'll be. I'm going to be giving away the gift certificates after the show before I start. How, you it? how do you know who wins? So, how do I know who wins? In order to win, which I'm going to be putting another post up. In order to win, you must follow Forefathers Food Co. So this is all Instagram only. So you must follow Forefathers Food Co. and TM Sidewalk Cafe on Instagram. Then you have to tag somebody in the comment box below. Okay, yeah. you can do this a bazillion times. I don't care. I'm going to be choosing the person 
before the live show, I'll change three, and that's the person that's going to do this. And I like, I love it. Thank you so much for for donating those. I really appreciate that, and and, uh, and it's going to be great. Now, I know you want to talk about, um, you know, like I know you mentioned John Tory and so forth. It, it you know, the the blog to. Uh, I want to go back to blog to for a sec because blog to really worked for you it actually worked for me in our business because blog to you you know they came and saw the the forefathers i'm not gonna plug myself the forefathers yeah. bosses you know they 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 reached out and they're like we love this how you guys started your business during the pandemic long story short that article went out uh, the spike in business and and engagement was incredible and i'm sure it happened to you as well and and that is that is the um the network that you want to go to, you want to feel for, and 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 I, you know, you should try to, you should also reach out to uh, to Six Buzz. Six Buzz is, is an incredible uh, site for these. Just like Blog To, they are big with um, the the generation below us. Like, yeah, I'll reach out to them tomorrow. You already, yeah, I'm telling you, reach out to them because they have huge engagement. Just like Blog To. Mm-hmm. Those are the those are the two that really made a difference for us uh, network wise, and and I'm and you should do that as well. I'm so happy for uh, for you. Um, I'm out of the um, <laughs> I'm out of the jalapeno. I bought I bought it for my nephew, right, a Christmas present, and I took the jalapeno out, so he's one short. I've already gone through both jars. <laughs> well, you need to you need to carry our sauces in your. Well, we had a talk, we had a conversation about that, and you said when you're ready. I'm like I'm ready. I don't care. So okay. come down. We could talk about it, and I'll carry it. Why not? You know, I'm I I I think it's important. Like I'm carrying the, like I buy products from um you know uh big you know vendors and uh, out of Italy and you know sure. Montreal whatnot. But I, I I'm also carrying two products. One is a red pepper jam. Oh my God, it's so good. It's a customer that came in and she loved the cafe and she loved the market. She's um, uh, South African, um, uh, a travel agent who's not doing much business right now. And she used to make these for at Christmas time for her friends and family. So they convinced her to you know make a small run of them and uh, put it out on Instagram. And you know it did, she was doing well with it, and uh, and so when she came, she she asked me whether I'd be interested. I'm like, well, just bring it, right? I'll taste it. If I like it, I'll carry it. Anyways, I loved it. It's so good. It's amazing. So you know, I'm carrying that, and then another way that came in, I'm carrying her almond nut butter. And next week, I'm meeting with this kid, like young kid. I think he's nine, nine, and his mother. He's making uh, marmalades. Um, I love jam. So. He's coming in, and I'm going to look at it. I'm sure it's going to be great. And, uh, and so I'm going to be carrying his as well, you know. You know, I always say that it's a southern Italian pantry, but I'm going to move out of the southern Italian because during the pandemic, I think it's, you know, critical to support um, entrepreneurs, you know, people that are, you know, side hustles, people that have had to reinvent themselves, you know, hairstylists, travel agents that are doing all this stuff. So um, you'll be seeing a lot more of those products um, at the cafe as well. And then we're going to be, I'm creating like a merch, a merch section. So I'm coming out with merch for the cafe um, <clears throat> um, on all my bags. 
my I, I hang right. Um, I'm dope. I eat local, or we're dope. You know, or we're fly. We drink local. So it's getting to the point now where you know people are asking me, "Oh, can I have the one that says I'm dope? I drink local?" And I'm like, "Oh shit, I don't have one." Oh, it's okay. We'll come back in five minutes. So I'm like, I'm writing. So now every day I write, I write, write, write. And my dad's like, why don't you just get them printed? And I'm like, you know, I think people appreciate it more when you hand write them. And uh, so, yeah, we're going to come out with merch. And then I'm going to be carrying Miss Meg's uh, female DJ in Toronto. Amazing. She just launched uh, Musically Spoiled, which is a, a house music channel. And the launch was phenomenal. Beginning to end, she, she kicked ass. And she has a, a line of um, tank tops. I was going to wear it tonight, but... Um, I decided on this one to pay respect to our boy, oh, uh, Pietro. And uh, so, you know, just, you know, things like that, right? Because I think it's important to to support. It, it, it all has to make sense to me, right? Um, and what I stand for. So good food and house music and what, uh, hello, that makes sense, right? So uh, you're going to see that part of the market um, added as well. Well, and I, I'm glad you're doing that because the diversity is you want to have that based on the, the pandemic. You want to create a, a diversity of different products. And, and I know that, uh, so I'm going to come down and see you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring some stuff down for you. And I need to see it in your cafe because I know that you're, you're, you, you enjoy it. I'm hopefully you enjoyed it. And uh, uh, already gone, the two jars. I literally eat it like out of the, like out of the jar. It's ridiculous. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Well, come down. I think it's important that I carry yours. Uh, why not? Right. Like it's like that's what we stand for. And so I'm waiting on you. Right. And uh, perfect. And uh, and it'll be my next decision to come down to 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 uh, to see you. So to go back to the to the John Tory side of things, um, what's your take on that? What's your feelings on on what he's doing? Oh my God! I'm starting to get a hot flash. Holy shit! So. <laughs> I think women who are going like menopause is like, you you know, I'm stuff like this happens. And so I'm going to have to put my hair up because I'm starting to sweat. No worries. Hot flashes. Like literally I got, a, I got tank tops made for the winter time when I take the subway. Cause I start like taking sweaters off and whatnot. And then I'm like taking a sweater off a jacket off. And then I land with the tank top. It says I'm going through menopause and everybody's looking and they're like, Oh, now we get it. You're, she's not crazy. <laughs> I have like 20 of them. I never posted them on Instagram because I always thought, oh, my God, you know, menopause, we shouldn't talk about it. But we should because it's real and it's vicious. Anyways, to John Tory. Yeah. Yes, he's doing an awful job. Hello. Exactly. I agree. Yeah. No, I, uh, you know, I'll, I'll talk about my, uh, my experiences with the bylaw officers. But, you know, so my – here's my uh, – my take on it and i pitched this story to a couple of news outlets and i i think uh it's going to run on one of them i'm not going to say which one yep. but you know the local government there's a lot of they have a lot of resources money and and, and people right they miss the mark they should be they should create task force to create innovative programs to support small businesses you know the arts and entertainment they those businesses are completely decimated um they completely missed the mark they have done nothing um and for me it's a it's it's a it's a shame on you um 
And then you you have like this small businesses pay into I think a thousand dollars a year to a business improvement association that's run by a, a governing body called Tabia. So they've got there's I don't know each each business improvement association has different amounts of money in the bank. Some of them are half a million, some of them are two million. You know they pay for flowers, um, you know events and whatnot. So we're not doing events this year. So why not take the money that you have and create virtual events, virtual programs, you know, to stimulate, um, you know, the economy along the stretch of your, you know, your, your, your BIA. Um, so none of that has happened. I mean, I don't know whether it's happened in other parts of the city, but it hasn't happened um, in the East End. But you get, um, you know, groups like there's a, a husband and wife duo called, uh, it's Steve and Leslie Thompson. They created something called on Facebook, your East End stores online. It's got like 15,000 people on Facebook. And then they created Toronto East virtual market. So they've had five virtual markets so far, starting from last year. Christmas was the first one after the first lockdown. And I'm telling you, they, they gave everybody life. There is businesses that I think would have closed up shop if that market didn't come around i know that for my business the cafe they introduced us to an entire new set of customers so you've got and they're not to, i think uh, they didn't even charge us a registration fee for the first two now they're charging us 25 dollars. when you've got bias that got hundreds of thousands of dollars and they're sitting on it and they've done absolutely nothing so um to me it's a big shame on you uh, because they have the money and they've got the resources, they can pull something together. So there's that. So then I'll move on to the patios. John Tory came out last winter and said that, you know, he knows that these closures are going to hurt small businesses. So go out and um, build patios. He didn't tell us to enclose the patios. I don't know exactly what his wording was, so don't quote me on it, but he did encourage us to build our patios. So some businesses went, you know, I don't know what the word, like in Italian, it's called 40 jogo, like, like out to left field, right? Like they basically built a restaurant outside, like fully closed, no ventilation. To me, you know, that's, you know, that was ridiculous. Then there was, then there was like us that built, we spent money that we didn't have like four grand on, uh, you know, an enclosure that had two full doors opened the sides were open and we just, you know, it was covered right. and everybody that came in felt safe. So we built it in October. We had my sister's little birthday gathering, uh, physically distanced. And then two weeks later we got shut down, right? Uh, nothing, everything was shut down. So now, uh, municipal licensing standards are the, is the body governing body or whatnot that manages patios. So they were coming, you know, they came around in the spring and they said, you need to take your patio down. I'm like, who are you? Why? Like, why? What is the bylaw? So they would like pull out like literally laminated pictures that were like stick, draw stick people and had like little arrows that two people on a patio next to each other. You get COVID. I'm like, is this really happening right now? I'm like, there's no way. Where's the data? Like, are you serious? No, you got to take everything down. Take the roof off. 
I'm like, well, you know, why don't you go home and take the roof off of your house and tell me how that works out for you? You're right. being ridiculous. We're outside. We're not enclosed. Why are you giving us a hard time? You need to leave us alone. Anyways, it got really heated, like extremely heated. My mother, myself, and my father, our voices were up to here. I was dropping F-bombs. I wasn't swearing at them, and I made that clear. I was swearing because I can't believe that after everything we have gone through, that the city of Toronto is employing people to come around and harass us with no data, no evidence, right? So we didn't take it down, forget it, we left it up. So then we get a visit when I did my video from two bylaw officers. They're now, these guys are not from municipal licensing and standards. They introduce themselves as bylaw officers, no business cards. They're from transportation services. So now municipal licensing and standards has now allocate, well, tra transferred the responsibilities to these guys. So where's your business cards? Well, we don't have any. Where's the bylaw? Well, we don't have that either, but you need to take your patio down. I says, buddy, you need to stop. You're lucky that my family's not here right now because it's right. going to get heated. So yeah. I said, no, it's not happening. He says, you know, don't give us a hard time. We have to deal with 1600 businesses. I'm like, okay, well, when they all take their patios down then come to me and then I'll think about taking my patio down. But as of right now, I'm not taking it down. Please leave my establishment. So he says, I, can I give you a piece of advice? I said, sure. He says, when you take your patio down, and I says, and it's not going to happen, but he says, when you take your patio down, I says, okay, let's run with this. He says, don't throw out the wood. I'm like, oh, really? Oh, my God. You're, thanks. No shit, Sherlock. The wood I spent four grand on? No, no, no. I'm not going to throw it out. He goes, no, well, you know what? Don't throw it out, but keep it really close because you know what? We don't know. The byline might change. I says, buddy, you need to go right now, right? So... It's like you come around with, again, no business card, no bylaw, nothing. The patio, so let me go on to say the patio is closed. We are not op operating a fully licensed patio right now. There's nothing happening. So why don't you, John Tory and the local counselors, why don't you take these resources and put them into creating innovative programs or creating task force that can figure out how to generate awareness, revenue, something for small businesses. Don't waste your time on, like, excuse my language, fuckery like this that is deflating small businesses. And quite honestly, he wasted my time. I missed three phone calls, which could have been an or three orders, right? Business, the people were walking by. When they see, you know, bylaw officers, they get like, what's this business doing? Did they do something wrong? Then they're looking at us with like, you know, side eye, they think we did right. something wrong, right? And it's just like, this was completely unnecessary, right? So um, I, I uh, you know, and then they asked, so then I tweeted, I uh, know I posted something on Instagram last week, you know, Dr. Davila or, you know, or any of the health professionals are saying that they, we must wear a mask when we're working on our patios. So sweltering heat, masks, face shields, People on the patios need to wear masks, but yet we've got police officers and city of Toronto workers on job sites for the last month that have not worn a mask and they are working like in close proximity to each other. Right. So I posted on Instagram two hours later, three hours later, I saw that they were all wearing their masks. I walked around today, the job site again, nobody was wearing their masks. I'm like the complete 
hypocrisy is unbelievable. And it's, it's so frustrating that, you know, you just want to say, like, you just want, you just want to say, fuck it and open up, but you know, you can't because there's other people that, you know, there's a great divide now, people that support and people that don't. So you kind of pull the line, but you know, right now there where I'm at a point in my life and I think other small businesses should do the same that we need to, you know, speak up more, you know, hold them accountable because this type of behavior is counterproductive. It's deflating. Um, and you know, it, it, you know, these resources would be better served supporting us instead of harassing us. So right. that's me. And I, and I saw those posts about the, the police officer watching the uh, worker, the, the road worker with no mask, he's hovering over him and there's no mask. So I, I totally agree with what you're saying. I think it's wrong. I think, I think John Tory is just a, a guy who just an ex CEO who loves to talk, and that's all he's good for. He just loves to fucking talk and ramble on about bullshit. I see him on breakfast television, rambles on about bullshit. Okay, just rambles on. So I get your frustration. I'm glad you told these people to go. Listen, buddy, you guys, please leave. Why would I take down? Why am I going to spend a thousand dollars to take down my wood? Oh, and, and don't discard it because because we're going to put it back up again. I'm going to pay another $1,000 to put this for yeah. what? Like, really, dude? Yeah. Just leave. Just leave. Just, yeah, yeah. Just leave it. <clears throat> Let us be. Offer right. us some support. Um, don't right. come and, you know, uh, harass us. So it's. I think it's it's shameful the way that the, that the city of Toronto um, right. has managed it. I think they've missed the mark. Um, I think the rollout, the vac, the vaccination rollout, and again, I don't want to talk about you know getting vaccinated and who's not, but um, because what is happening right now, it's not only shameful, it's also scary when you're seeing people that are 80 years old line up in the cold. Um, it's just you know it doesn't make any sense, um, and um, you know our taxpayers' dollars are paying are just being squandered, um, and. You know, like I said, they've got the resources, they've got they've got the manpower, they could easily have created a task force to support the entertainment and arts industry, um, as well as um, small businesses in Toronto. Um, yeah. They didn't do it. They didn't do it. So shame on shame on them. Shame on them. Absolutely right. I'm behind mm-hmm. you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know what? On a on a pivot, on a more positive note. I mean. Uh, you know, part of my podcasts, um, we do, uh, you know, I, I always tell my guests what kind of soundtrack you want to hear and some music you want to hear. I'm going to change up because, I mean, I, I, you know, the politics side of things, it just, it gets us in a certain mood. And oh, yeah, now, we, to, we can't end it on politics. We need to talk about uh, music, no. anything, but not politics. Exactly. exactly. And that's why I'm pivoting to the fact that, you know, I, I asked you about, you know, I always ask my guests, what kind of music do you want to hear uh, of, the, of the podcast soundtrack? And, you know, <clears throat> you mentioned that you like the soulful, hard house, the funk, the disco, because you grew up on the disco side of things. And, um, and, and being that, you know, obviously I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to create, and I know you had a ton of DJs, your favorite DJs plays, playing those type of music, and I'm going to spin that set after this podcast. 
a live set, um, and it will be up. That set will be up on my Mixcloud, um, on my Mixcloud uh, account. Everything's going to be all on Spotify, Google Podcasts. It's going to be on YouTube, but the music side only is going to be on the Mixcloud because obviously we get, you know, obviously the, they try to shut us down because of the copyright. Uh-huh. I do, I, listen, I I love the fact that you are a huge, huge house music. Well, a huge music fan. Yes. Uh, you're, yeah, you're and hip hop is a big part of my life as well. So I can, I have to, I have to, you know, talk about my hip hop, which we don't have to talk right. about. I got to throw hip hop in the mix as well. But house music, you know, right now, yeah, it's house music, but it started with disco and it started with funk and it started with hip hop. But, you know, that's how house music was, was birthed. So. Right. Oh, absolutely, man. And, and we were all in that era. Like we grew up in that. That was the the hip hop, the R and B, the the classic yeah. house. You know, that was all all the music that was was back then. You know, there was the rock and roll, and then it was hip hop. You know, so I love. I'm also. I also love rock music. Right. So there was a time that I stepped away from you know the warehouse scene, and I was a big bop girl. Every Saturday night, you know, big Lola Palooza, rock and roll heaven, gas works. Like I'm, you know, there is a lot of layers to my 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 love of music. You're just a crazy music person. Like you're yes. that's where the fierce comes in. You're fierce business, fierce music, fierce into food. Like we touched on a lot of subjects. Uh, like my focus point is 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 the business, and we focused on that. Um, and the politics side, but that's okay. Um, but you know, you you shared an amazing story, and I think that you know to go back into the days of of the clubs back then. You know, the the days in the clubs back then, where where it was a big thing, house music clubs, the, the lounge thing, it was huge. Outdoor patios, DJs playing for people, just having a a, a cocktail or a drink or dinner. You know. That that fucking shit's gotta come back, man. It's gonna come back. You know, we want to see it back together, it, and and it will come back, and it, we will get through this. And, it, and and you know, you being a huge advocate, like you have a huge network of people that you know, like a lot of people you know, and 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 people uh, listen to you, people uh, support you, people like just say, you know what, and let's do this. You know, you create a movement. And and people are going to follow, right? And I think that's and I think that's what's going to happen when this is all over, Enza. It's going to be ridiculously busy for the music industry. Huge. Yeah, I I I, uh, I think uh, yeah. I mean, I hope so, right? I mean, that's what people are saying, you know. And uh, uh, they're just like, keep it up, and you know, right. we're there to support you. And um, all you can do, you know. One thing about me is there's no middle ground, right? So I remember <laughs> I used to be a little, I used to be very intense with DJs. I used to be like, oh my God, she's here, right? <laughs> I, oh, I was really extra. I got the name Extraenza for a reason. Um, so sorry, everybody. I'm so sorry. Like I would literally go there and like, I fucking hate this song. Take it out. So there's no middle ground for me with anything in life. Uh, it's, you know, go big. I either love it. Or I hate it. And when I like hate is I don't like it. Ever and, and I have such a like this like negative reaction and uh, to like either a song yeah. or an individual. 
uh, I don't really, there's not a lot of individuals that I don't care for, but when I see that you're trying to harm a friend, then I, I'm not, you know, I'm not down for that. I'm more of a protector of others than I protect myself. Um, I'm learning now how to protect my own spirit, but I'm usually the one that protects everybody else. But, you know, so for me, I love hard. I love big. And uh, that's where big love started, right? I love big. And, uh, and uh, so, you know, I think that's what I'm, that's, you know, I'm now I feel throughout this pandemic, you know, the, the self-doubt always creeps in. Uh, that's just who I am. And, uh, but um, I think just, you know, starting the cafe and um, reviving some of my old projects, Women of House Project is going to be revived. Um, uh, you know, Big Love is, is going to come back. Um, and, you know, just things that I love, you know, with everything, um, I'm going to, I'm going to surround a tribe of people that have different skills because you can't be all things to everybody. And uh, you're going to see some exciting things come out of the cafe and just not just out of the cafe, but, you know, just exciting projects come out. But my focus right now is going to be the cafe. But, you know, the cafe is like multi-dimension, right? It's food, it's cocktails, it's drinks. And, you know, it's going to be fashion. It's going to be art, right? Um, there's a lot of wall space, so I know a lot of local artists. So there's going to be an opportunity for artists to put their, you know, their work up. Um, you know, I'm wearing so this and my ring. My girlfriend Tanya, um, you know, she she created a, a, a an organization called Love Not Fear. You know, this is all stuff that's made in India, and um, and uh, part of the proceeds go to supporting um, families. In, in, in a small town, I think it's Pushkar. I'm, I'm sorry if I, if I mess up the name, Tanya, uh, but sending young, young girls to school. And um, awesome. that's, that's extremely important to me. I've been a big supporter of the Because I'm a Girl campaign for 20 years. I've, you know, I started Sisters of Soul, um, the Women of House, uh, you know, Because I'm a Girl fundraisers for the last 20 years. So um, I'm going to go back. I'm going to circle back to all that stuff. Um, uh, it's important, and uh, uh, but right now the focus is uh, the the cafe and all the great things that are going to come out of it. Because I've got people like you and everybody else that are in my corner and in my family's corner. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, but again, it's not always. You know, you always have bad days, and uh, because it's it's really weird right now out there but um you know the more positive stuff we put out there uh you know the more friends share what, what's what's going on whether it's good bad or, or you know or other um less talk about you know who's getting vaccinated or why you know like that's none of you know like let's just focus on right. you know what can i do for you how can i support you uh that's what's important to me right now um and that's what i'm going to focus on and um and i think if we all did a lot more of that and, not, and a lot less of why are you not getting vaccinated? Like, you know what, like it's none of your business. Um, and more focus on, you know, sell your hot sauce at the cafe. How can I support you? What can I do for you? How can I help you, right? Like focus on that and we'll come out of this better people, stronger people, more connected. I love it. I love you for that. It's amazing. You The, pod, the more positive vibes that we spread and embrace, 
the more stronger we get. And that's exactly what's going to happen. Um, tonight's, broad, tonight's podcast is brought to you by Forefathers and sponsored by TMN, TM Sidewalk Cafe. <clears throat> Enza, you've been amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, I just want to talk about uh, next week. We're having, uh, I'm just, I have a, a guest that we've aired a podcast before, and believe it or not, I was airing it live. And and Rogers decided to and shut down the whole neighborhood. So seven minutes into the live broadcast, uh, it went down. So I'm I'm re. You got Rogers. Yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so we're we're um, I'm airing. So we had to, you know we said I had my guest, and I said you know what fuck it let's just let's record the podcast and I'll just air it another day. So uh, next week is going to be Steve Johnson, who is a business mentor. Got to hear him. He's awesome. Um, I just want to reiterate that um, that our times are Wednesday nights, 9.30, and our network is on the Forefathers Food Coach uh, Food Network. Uh, you can find us there. You can find us on Twitch as well. Uh, we are everywhere. We're on Spotify. We're on Google Podcasts. Um, we are on – fuck, we're everywhere that you can get podcasts from. YouTube. So I'd like you to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Just search – the Kitchen Mix podcast, and guests like Enza, who has been amazing, and and I appreciate you coming on board, Enza. And it's just it's been, um, it's been great. Like we can talk for hours about this shit, and you know, I think what I think the the time that we have, which is great, you know, you and I shared a lot. Um, we covered a lot. We covered a lot. You know, we sh- we fa- your, your story was amazing, and. And to get to to know about you and your business, your beautiful family, your your I I, I wish you nothing but the best. In Thank future. you. So um, I'm gonna come and see you, and we're gonna we're gonna you know I'm gonna bring some sauces down. I'm gonna I'm gonna put them on your shelf, and we're gonna you know spread the love of local support. I want everybody just thank you for tuning into the podcast tonight. Um, thank you, Enza, for for sharing your story, being here tonight. And uh, don't forget to support local as much as you can. We need it. We need this. We need the help. We will get through this. Um, yep. and, and it will be, and it will get, it's going to get better. And music. Of course it is. Music is going to help us. People, the love, the community, everybody's going to help us. And Enza. Thank you for having me. And I wish you nothing but the best to your family. And we are going to come down and see you. And thank you so much. Thank you. Cheers. All right.